Time now for Breaking Bones with Dr. George Bari and Joe C. An informative but laid-back approach to sports medicine on 1010XL. Yeah. Now, let's break some bones. Welcome in. Sunday morning. Happy New Year, everybody. The Jacksonville Jaguars are back on the field at the bank this afternoon, and it's breaking bones for the next half hour. Joe C. from XL Primetime. I guess maybe I'll be one of the first to wish you a Happy New Year, and then this next guy will be able to say it as well. Dr. George Barry from Barry Orthopedics. Geo, I like to call him. Happy New Year, big Happy man. Happy New Year. Did, Did you uh, have? What'd you do? Have fun? Listen, I, I I had a big time, and you know, actually, let me phrase it this way. I heard I had a big time. How about that? Uh, you know, there's nothing like the next morning. I don't care what uh, venture you got into. Uh, it could be any old Saturday night or it could be New Year's Eve. You know, I like to describe New Year's Eve as an amateur night. So it's uh, every, every New Year's Eve, the family gets together. There are a bunch of Italians on my wife's side. Uh-huh. And they cook pizza. Uh-huh. And so that's like the beginning of the evening. So you kind of get full. You get a full yeah. belly. So yeah. you're not out there running wild and going crazy. Do you crazy. do anything like, uh, you know, some people gamble with pennies, some people eat mm-hmm. peas. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Today, at some point, after the game probably, there'll be black-eyed peas, rice, and, and ham. There just for go. a little good luck. Yeah, yeah. Now, listen, speaking of family, yeah, we have a special guest. The most special of all guests. Yeah. Who is this young lad? So he has a very unique name. Yeah. <laughs> my The one and only, my, uh, my first son, mm-hmm. George Bari. George, a very unique name. Lean in and say good morning and happy new year. Good morning, happy new year. Yeah, he, uh, he wanted to come in and um, go on the radio, he said. So I said, let's bring him in. And, um, you know, anyways... You can see he's wearing his Jaguar. He's got clothing. his Jaguar gear on. He's he woke ready to up go. this morning at six a.m. decked out in his Jags clothes already. <laughs> You're fired up, aren't you? Now listen, we always ask. We ask your dad every week just how big a Jaguar fan are you, and where are you at when they're winning and when they're losing. Now lean into the mic. Are you pretty fired up about them playing and beating the Texans today? Yes. Yeah, he is. <laughs> he's totally fired up. He's excited. All right, now listen. You can use that enthusiasm out there. You can hit the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures at 641-1010 and let us know if you have a sports injury, if there's anything that you're thinking about that, you know, the shoulder's hurting, the knee's hurting, the hip's hurting, whatever it might be, all you got to do is hit the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures at 641-1010. Say hello to us with a cup of coffee this morning and, and Geo, fellowship trained under the renowned Dr. James Andrews, he can definitely help you. Now, Doc, when we get into um, a couple of the injuries that I want to get into, and we know that you're in the orthopedic field, and you're well-versed in it. You educate all of us every Sunday on breaking bones. But we're going to start out with Tua. Tua Tagovailoa with another head injury in concussion protocol. Mike McDaniel, the head coach of the Miami Dolphins. Honestly, I don't know how a head coach can deal with this because – he knows he's got a good quarterback. He knows that this guy wants to play. But this is now the second time in three big incidents with Miami. And the reason I say the second time is because he looked like he got concussed. They didn't take him out of the game. And then he comes back, what was it, the next week? We're going right. back to what, September, October, Doc? And he gets knocked around and suffers another concussion. And here we are in December. Apparently he his head hit the turf. In the second quarter, nobody knew about it. He played the rest of the game. 
I, I threw the stats at you earlier this week. He had a really quick start, a lot of big plays, big completions, and then just went south and threw three picks in the fourth quarter. What what did you think when you saw all the the aftermath Monday as it comes out that he is in concussion protocol? Well, you know, a lot of people are trying to criticize, I guess, the team, mm-hmm. which they did the first time this happened. Right. But I, I don't think that's completely fair because you can't see every single play. There's a lot of guys in the field. Mm-hmm. And even there are some plays that cause big injuries that don't even look like a play that would normally cause an injury. That's true. And so a lot of the onus also has to come on the player, mm-hmm. where if you get hit, but it's not a big hit where people automatically run out to go help you, right. and you don't feel well, you need to tell somebody. And so if he was feel- feeling that after the game, I think he was definitely feeling it during the game. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he didn't tell anybody is a little bit concerning, for him at least. And now that he's in concussion protocol, you know, we we, we don't know which hit actually caused it. Right. We have theories of... Exactly. There's two plays that people are referring to. One of them was when his head, uh, the back of his helmet, slammed up against the turf. Now, you've talked about that before, how significant well, that can well, be. The problem with landing on your back is that there's nothing to brace yourself, right? I mean, when you fall forwards, you can at least put your arms out, slow down just a little bit. Mm-hmm. When you land on the back, you're going straight, you know, like a like a piece of wood just falling down, especially the way he was, if you see the video in the second quarter, he was holding the ball, right. trying not to, to drop it. So his arms were out in front, and he just fell with all his force and the guy hitting him straight on his head on the back. So, you know, I, I worry for him. I, you know, it's interesting if he would, were to retire at some point, mm-hmm. if he would offer an MRI of his brain to see right. what it looks like. Yeah. At this time, you, you know, we have all these CTE stuff, but these are for players that retire. Exactly. Many years later. It's interesting to see what it would look like now, a current player who's we're had talking, these in- injuries. We're talking in the mid-20s, Doc, and that's the, that's the shame of all of this now. We have heard quarterbacks that have had to step away from the game. We have Coach Campbell on with us on a regular basis. One of his stars in Dallas was Troy Aikman. He had to s- step away from the game because of concussions. Basically, I don't even know, maybe early 30s, something like that. But for a guy in his mid-20s, we've seen... Uh, one jumps to mind, I think it was Austin Colley, I hope I have the name right, uh, a guy that was a wide receiver, maybe a little undersized, and just kept taking vicious hits after vicious hits. Well, I have a question. I don't follow the Dolphins t- too well, but how 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 strong is their offensive line? It's it's okay. He, he like If you look at the first half of the game, he, they protected him pretty well. He yeah. was able to make some throws. Because normally if someone's getting a lot of concussions, you wonder, right. is it the team's fault that he's not being protected? You know, right. like Andrew Luck was having a lot of issues, but he also had a horrible offensive line for a while. Yeah, and and Joe Burrow's another guy. Joe Burrow suffered that ACL in his rookie year because of how bad that line was. Then what did they do? They didn't improve that offensive line. They brought him back last year. He was the most sacked quarterback in the league. Right, so at some point, uh, the onus also has to go on the team for not doing enough to protect him. Mm -hmm. It's tough, right? Right. It's tough. And so I feel bad for him. It's interesting to see what's going to happen. A lot of people are saying he should retire. Some people say, no, you don't have to retire. There's no evidence that shows if you get one concussion, you're more prone to get other concussions. There is good evidence that shows if you get one concussion and you're still having symptoms, Mm -hmm. you have a higher chance of getting another concussion and causing more injuries. But once those symptoms resolve, there's really not great evidence that shows that, okay, now you're more prone to get another one. So that's kind of a, a good thing for him. So these are all... New injuries, right? And not because he's had the old injuries. All right. Now, uh, Trevor Lawrence, 
he's come through his injury. We go from the Miami quarterback, the toe. yeah, to the to the I, toe injury. Fi- you know, we keep talking about it, and I had never seen it officially written down. And, mm-hmm. and I think last week I finally saw the day of or, or Saturday before it mm-hmm. said um, that he was questionable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for his toe. Yeah, and I was like, oh wow. Now there, I mean, the first time I had officially seen right. A toe. Yeah, exactly. And and you had talked about you know what you saw as far as what he was wearing and the padding underneath. We actually had a question about that as far as what that padding is and and, and if you can uh, describe it. Now this is another question that we got off the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures. Uh, you can definitely hit us with one if you want. This is for the doctor. I have a question about turf and injuries. Like for example, Trevor's injury, his foot was stuck in the grass, which was an indoor stadium. So I would think artificial. And just wondered if the non-contact injuries and, and or things like that, that that happen to Trevor are more often from a combination of artificial turf and real grass or on 100% artificial turf. You have definitely looked into this a bunch. Yeah, so I, I'll be honest. I'm not sure about the artificial. I, I don't know about if there's turf that's half artificial, half real. If there, no, uh, no, it would yeah. have to be. I think but, what he's if, looking at is just, or the listener, he or she, it's just the, the sum total. Gotcha. So, yes, the, for that case, there are plenty of studies. Mm-hmm. And I think they're overwhelmingly show that artificial turf has more injuries. Mm-hmm. And the thing that's really interesting is not only do you have more injuries on the lower extremity, you have more injuries on the upper extremity with artificial turf mm-hmm. as opposed to real grass. Now, that doesn't say you have no injuries on real grass. Football has had real grass forever, and soccer, you know, people still get injured, right? So it's not like real grass is going to eliminate injuries. But, yes, study after study has proven that artificial grass, artificial turf, whatever you want to call it, Mm -hmm. will cause more injuries than regular grass. And and, and you and I, we're we're talking about this. We go back to let's tie this all together with artificial turf and the Jaguars. Not only did we have the the toe injury for Trevor Lawrence – but Dewan Smoot goes down with a torn, ruptured Achilles the other night. Yeah. Going back, uh, you know, the, with the win over the Jets, he's now gone for the year. Yeah, and you know, you had looked at this and you said, uh, "Let me see if I can find." Well, I texted you when it happened. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't take a rocket science to figure out, but uh, I've, you know, when it happened, I was like, "That's Achilles." Yeah, you immediately looked at it. Now, the other part of it is, is they're also going to take a look at that turf up there too. Well, I sent you that article yeah. that apparently that turf. It has more injuries than normal, and they're actually looking at changing it due to that reason. I don't know, you know, what I'm sure there's a thousand types of brands of turf, and I don't know what brand that is compared to others, but right. it's, you know, I, I think it's unacceptable, mm-hmm. in my opinion, mm-hmm. for NFL teams to have artificial turf when you make all this money, right? And I understand artificial turf is easier to keep. You're not going to have, you know, holes. The cleats aren't going to dig up the ground, but. I think it's proven at this point that grass is just better. And so I don't see why team – I mean, besides financial-wise. Oh, that's it. That's it. But you have a player you're paying, I don't know, $30 million. He goes down. That's going to cost you way more than right. than doing the um, – you know, mowing the lawn. Yeah, exactly. And, and look, I, I know what they want. I know that they think about it all the time. But you are right. Think about the actual health long-term – gains that you can get from having a healthy player uh, out there. You know, the other thing is, is we mentioned Dewan Smoot with a ruptured Achilles, and we'll tie him together with James Robinson from last year. Both of these guys have had had a ruptured Achilles 
right around Christmas time. It was December 26th for James Robinson in 2021. We all saw what happened. He was able to come back. He basically defied a lot of odds and was able to come out and make an impact early in the year. But guess what, Doc? He's gone from having an impact to being a healthy scratch going back to this past game against the Jags when he was up there with the Jets. He's not the same cat. He wasn't the fastest one to begin with. I think he ran like a four six forty, and then you take that away. You take you know with that significant injury, you take a little speed, a little explosive ability away from him. He's not the same guy. So Dewan Smoot, totally different position, right? But what what happens to him performance level wise? It's a good question. Uh, you know the the cold does cause more injury mm-hmm. to the muscles. Mm-hmm. You're, the muscles are less efficient. Uh, you have a higher, longer reaction time, and so the, more strains and sprains on on the body in the cold. Right. You know, but. So that's one thing to think about. Then you had that turf. That's another thing. Mm-hmm. Now his position, I don't. You know, there still has some explosiveness in it because someone's attacking you. Yeah, so you yeah. got to jump yeah. up and get it. It's going to be a good good question Cause, cause on what you, he's going to, how he's going to be. All right. So a defensive tackle, defensive end, whatever position he is playing along that defensive line, he wants to get lower than right. the offensive lineman, and he wants to come up with this explosive move. Anybody out there listening? This is the radio doctor displaying yeah. my football prowess right now to Geo. He wants to come up and explode, and so we're talking about every bit of, of right. strength that he has in his lower half. He's trying to push it so through that offensive. If you lineman. can just imagine someone trying to push you, and you're trying to push him back, yeah. Your feet are planted. Exactly. Your plants are flexing. You're digging your foot to the ground. Yeah. That's your Achilles, right? Mm-hmm. That's your Achilles, one of the muscles at least, uh, the tendons. It's going to dig that foot, push it to the ground so it no one can push you. So I think it's going to be interesting to see how he does. I wouldn't be surprised if he cha- – you know, everyone has a lead foot that they like to push back off right. of. And so I don't know what foot that is for him, <clears throat> for him, but it would be interesting to see when he comes back, the tape on which foot usually he has back. And then now after the Achilles, if that changes, right, mm-hmm. to, to try to accommodate for a weaker leg. It's it's honestly, it's it's just I hate it for these guys because Dewan Smoot, not the highest paid cat. He is Mr. Uh, I would think underrated and overachiever type of guy. He's played hard, and I just hate seeing it for a guy like that. Both J- James Robinson and Dewan Smoot would fit that category. They but really would. Can I ask you about James Robinson? You know, we mm-hmm. traded him, and then yeah. I don't think he ever played. Right. He he played minimal, minimal. And he came in, he he went up to New York, I believe it was for a sixth-round pick, because Brees Hall, their star running back, went down with a significant injury. They right. get an ACL. Yeah. And so anyway, they make the deal. Bari parts with him. Everyone here basically says, wait a minute. Now who's backing up Travis Etienne? Are you guys crazy? Right. And you and I talked about this. We just felt like he passed a physical, so he was physically okay, but he wasn't the same guy. And I'll give Trent Baalke credit. As, as, as harsh a reality as this is, when you think a guy's lost a step and you got a chance to move him and there was a need that someone else had, you move him. And I'll be honest, the, the Jaguars have been better historically with their six-round picks in the first round. <laughs> yeah, they have so. over time. Hello, Gardner Minshew. Uh, definitely, that's for sure. Hey, All by right. the way, you, I think he did well versus the Cowboys. Yeah, you know, I, I felt terrible. I, I felt ha- – I, I was – I think he did great. His yeah. interceptions, I think, weren't his fault. They literally got ripped away from the receivers. The second one in particular. You know? Yeah. So I think he did well for yeah. being, quote-unquote, a backup quarterback versus 
the Cowboys. He is. Uh, we had his dad on Flint Minshew, Flint Minshew, which we used to have Flint Fridays on XL Primetime. I love the man. Uh, I would never ever want to get into an arm wrestling match with him. But if if I needed to win over an alligator, uh, I would put Flint <laughs> in there with him because that that is one tough son of a gun. But anyway. Uh, there was no question that he had more weapons around him, so he was able to play much better. But back-to-back offensive series were turnovers, and it just absolutely wrecked them. They were beating the Dallas Cowboys yeah. without Jalen Hurts. Let's let's ask you real quick about Jalen Hurts. Now, this is what I think you have described as an AC joint as much as anything else. And Jalen Hurts were going back two Sundays ago against – who were they playing? I think the Bears – Anyway, he gets driven into the ground, shoulder to shoulder. The defensive player is on one shoulder. The other shoulder is driven into the ground. I always think clavicle, collarbone. Anyway, it was described as a shoulder sprain. Mm -hmm. He is day-to-day, and he's pushing to see if he can play weeks, maybe maybe, probably next week. Yeah. Um, But that's still a scary injury for him, too, going forward. Well, at this point, I think they have clinched the playoffs, Mm -hmm. I believe. Yeah, they have clinched. They're just trying to make sure they get that number one seed. And I don't think their their games are that difficult after the Cowboys, if I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I think it definitely thinks it's AC joint. They got the Saints today, and then I'm looking to see who they have. They have an NFC East opponent. uh, I would keep Minshew in, let let Hurts rest. I agree. Minshew. I think he showed that he can win a game for you. Yeah. They, although they lost the game, he played well enough to win. Exactly. And so I would I would roll the dice and let him rest because the worst thing that can happen, you already know you're going to the playoffs, is put in Hurts, he re-injures it, and now he can't. he's out and he can't make the first game of the playoffs. And at that point in time, it's, you know, you lose, you go home. Yeah. You, you can't afford it. So I would keep him out and, and let Minshew play. Let this recover. You don't want to re-aggravate it. Yeah. It's absolutely the truth. All right, let's stay on the shoulder. A question from a listener. You can hit the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures, 641-1010. I play a lot of softball, beer league, haha, and my arm is sore the next day playing outfield. Anything I can do to help it before looking at physical therapy? So I'm assuming it's going to be his throwing arm. Yeah, I guess so. Listen, I've been in some beer leagues, Doc. I was I was I was gifted. Let me just say that I was <laughs> gifted. gifted. You want to know something? Yeah. I I have had I would say a decent amount of men come in. Yeah. For these beer league softballs. Yeah. With bad bad injuries from running the bases mostly. Oh yeah. I've had Achilles tears. I've had patellar tendon ruptures. Really. I've had ankle fractures. I mean, it, it makes you almost never want to play <laughs> wow. beer league softball. I did not uh, oh, really yeah. because yeah. I, I can go back in time. I can instantly think of some some moments where you know I I caused some harm to myself. You would think, oh, I got hit by a baseball. No, it's just I'm running the base and pop, it just went. Yeah, because we all think we can do a little bit more that we can uh, leg out that 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 uh, grounder to shortstop yeah. or yeah. whatever. That's classic. All right, so, so the arm. Yeah, you know, therapy. I think is really good. Mm-hmm. There's some anti-inflammatories you can try to take. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm assuming it's a rotator cuff tendonitis, right? Yeah, uh, that 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 you have. Um, the uh, overhead motion is what's going to make it worse. Mm-hmm. Okay, but some anti-inflammatories, some ice. You could try to pop an anti-inflammatory or two before you play. See if that helps. You got to be careful with that because uh, NSAIDs go through your kidneys, and if you're dehydrated because you're playing, a good uh, point. you can knock out the kidneys. It's like a double hit. So you just got to be careful with that. 
Um, but those are the couple of things you can do. Always, you can make a trip to the doctor, at least get an x-ray, see what the reason is. Maybe you have bad arthritis. Maybe mm-hmm. that's why it's hurting. And so um, at least you can do that superficially. All right, that's a good point. Now, you mentioned knees and all that kind of stuff. So let's get into Cam Robinson. At the very least, we need to at least talk about it. So, you know, with Cam, <laughs> there was talk about MCL. There was talk about meniscus. I don't think they mentioned what surgery he had. Right, they have not. And you know how they can be... Well, discreet, I guess, is a good way to put it. They don't want to give you any more information than they than they have to. Just uh, that uh, he's on injury reserve, right? Which stinks, you know. But right. it, but again, there might be a little gray area there. It seems like there is because they're being vague about it, mm-hmm. which to me is interesting. I, I wonder if there's more to what they're saying, and, and that's what I worry about. He sounded, he looked like he knew he was injured mm-hmm. the moment he walked off the field. Yeah, right. He had that towel over his head, and and he was done. Now, there's another guy, uh, actually two offensive linemen. Let's hit these guys real quick. Lyle Collins, uh, we talk a lot about ACL's doc, but it's just a reality. And the Cincinnati Bengals, we mentioned Joe Burrow earlier in the show, how (laughs) they can't seem to keep him upright. He keeps getting knocked around last year, this year. Well, anyway, they lose their right tackle, Lyle Collins, a torn ACL and an MCL. And look, I'm a radio doctor. I'm very familiar with this stuff, but maybe people out there aren't. Why do sometimes you hear ACL alone, and then other times, maybe more often than we realize, you hear ACL and MCL? Well, the is reason that, is that major reconstruction. Uh, so, it's very common for the MCL to tear with ACL. Mm-hmm. That, that comes with it, and the reason is we talk about the ACL being a valgus force or a knock need force that usually tears it, and so. What is that ligament that prevents your knee from going knock knee? That's your MCL. So when you have enough force that it goes valgus or knock knee position so much that the ACL rips, the MCL probably is going to fail too. Mm-hmm. And this is why MCL injuries happen with ACL injuries. Now, saying that, most of the time, the majority of the time, we do not need to fix the MCLs when we fix the ACL. Right. When we do the ACL, you can test the knee in the surgery and... If it's tight and good, then you're fine. If it's a little loose, then you got to do the MCL. But MCLs heal up very well usually. They scar down pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, people do well with them. You don't hear an MCL surgery very often. Right. Right. You hear about the injury a lot, but you don't hear about the surgery itself a lot because we just don't do it very often. And so that's good news. I don't know if he had his done. I don't think he did. I think they just said he had that injury. But, right. But that's why when you hear ACL, a lot of times you hear MCL with it. Now, the other uh, offensive lineman that you and I were talking about earlier this week was Lane Johnson, Philadelphia Eagles, uh, right tackle. This dude had been Mr. Reliable, okay? And and Lane Johnson, as soon as they drafted him, I want to say he came out of A&M, boom, right into the starting lineup. And by the way, that was when Doug Peterson was up in Philadelphia. That's how long this guy's been performing at, at a very high level. He has what they're describing as a torn, a torn tendon – in the abdominal area, I hope I have that right, an abdominal tear, and they're describing it as a tendon. So news comes out earlier this week, and they're thinking he's he's gone. He's lost for the year. Well, he is now going to put off surgery. At least that's the word up in Philadelphia. What kind of pain is that dude dealing with? Uh, yeah, you know, I keep still hearing mixed things about out for season, not out for season. Mm-hmm. I think there's, there's mixed... Um, you know, press releases on that. Right. But if if he, you know, your abdomen, like any muscle, needs to attach to a bone. Right. right? And so it becomes a tendon There's and, and it attaches. Uh, 
Um, now it's not like a one giant tube of a tendon, like you think of a bicep or rotator cuff. It's just mm-hmm. kind of a the it just a vast major a vast area that it kind of attaches to to the pelvis. Right. Um, so he has a little tearing in that in that lining there. Right. And so, um, I think it's going to be interesting if he holds off on surgery and, and holds out and tries to play how he's going to do. Right. Everything in your body comes from your core. Right. Pushing, jumping, do, doing everything comes from your core. So. It's going to be tough for him, mm-hmm. I think, to play. Don't be shocked if he goes to play, mm-hmm. and then the next week he's out for the season. All right, so let me read what the rap sheet put out. Now, again, this is the fraternity that you live in. I, I'm kind of an outsider uh, because I'm a radio doctor. Uh, but Dr. William Myers is an orthopedic surgeon that I know you know in Philadelphia and basically saying that he will put off surgery, and he they described it, Doc, as, torn, as a torn adductor. Uh, to rehab for two or three weeks and will play in the playoffs. So he's not playing right now. He's going to try and do whatever he can to rehab and be ready to go. That's both he and Jalen Hurts trying to put stuff off. Yeah. Uh, so if they're saying it's a, it's a torn adductor. Yeah, that's what it's saying. Uh, you uh, know, yeah. that that kind of muscle goes down right. uh, on your thigh. Right. You know, it adducts, which is it adds, right? Mm-hmm. That's how we remember it. It brings a leg in and it kind of attaches to your what you call your pubic your symphysis, that, that little bone you have on top of that groin area, mm-hmm. right? That's your pubic symphysis. And so, uh, you know, good for him. If, if he can hold off, and, and it's obviously not a completely ruptured, retracted tear because then he wouldn't be able to, to do that. Mm-hmm. It has to be a small partial tear that's kind of bugging him. Uh, but like I said, don't be surprised if he goes to play and then the next week he's out because he realized he can't. Right. And, I mean, that's the thing that gets you more than anything else. All right, got to work in a quick uh, – and again, this is, there's so much gray area when it comes to these these uh, uh, injuries. But Devin Booker, NBA, let's just flip it from football to NBA, uh, the Suns guard out at least four weeks with a groin strain. Now, they said it's a groin strain, uh, and you're talking about a guy who wants to have that explosive move on the basketball court. Uh, what are we looking at there? Well, that, that depends. I mean, a groin strain could be an adductor, right, because that mm-hmm. attaches in that groin area in the pubic symphysis. There's a lot of muscles that attach there. What you're looking at is a good question. Depending on the injury, I mean, you, this could be day-to-day. This could be two, three, four weeks. Mm-hmm. So without any more specifics, it's tough. And the problem with the NBA is you miss a week, that's like three games. I know. I know. Right, three, four games. All right. Yeah, it's the truth. We'll, we'll find out. All right, now listen, we got the kickoff show coming up in just a few moments. We've got Jaguar programming throughout the day. Your Jags are kicking off against the Houston Texans. Do you realize, Doc, I don't know if the young Geo realizes this, this team, this team, <laughs> this team here I know. In, in Duval yeah. has lost to that team nine, nine straight times. times. Oh, oh, yeah, I know. Nine, you know, straight times. I told I was, you know, we were watching the games, and I was excited, and I told my son, I'm like, do you understand how I've gone through so many losing seasons? <laughs> I mean, listen to this, Doc. I'm just going to read it off as we get ready for the kickoff show. Uh, this goes all the way back to October 21st, 2018. Jacksonville lost to Houston 20 to 7. Then they lost to them 20 to 3. Then they lost to them 13 to 12, 26 to 3, 30 to 14, 27 25, 37 21, 30 to 16 and this last one was 13 Let to 6. Let me tell you six. something sad. ESPN has that little I think the power meter or whatever that, that yeah. gives you the percentage of what you're going to win, how you're going to win. Yeah. They have us higher percentage of beating the Titans than they do the Texans. 
That's crazy. Do you know that? That is crazy. Because, it, it, it look, this is a bad football team. They've only won a couple of ball games, And ah, who knows? Who knows? The, the next demon. Has that, to be this team. This, this yeah, way. the next demon that Duval needs to exercise and is we ha- today. And here's the thing. People say it doesn't matter if we win or lose. It kind of does because if we tie, and I know it's very rare, but right. if we tie with the Titans, yeah. the winner of – if we win this week mm-hmm. versus Houston, then we're in. If we lose versus Houston and we tie versus the Titans, we're out. So, granted, the chance of a tie is very slim, right. but you want to cover all your bases. Exactly. You're a wise man. Now, Joe, do you play your starters the whole game? Yes or no? I think if you have the game in hand, you don't. But if you have to win this game, you playing them the whole way, bro. It's no, saying what I said, being a tie, which is very rare, mm-hmm. is this a must-win game? It's a must-win game okay. because I want to exercise a demon. All right, Doc, tell them all how they can find Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Yeah, And don't forget, it's Bari on Instagram and, of course, me, 1010JoC on Instagram, bariorthopedics.com. That's where you go if you have any sports injury questions. You want to you wanna be seen by the best, and that is my man, Dr. George Bari, bariorthopedics.com. And let's end it with a Go Jaguars from Young Geo. Are you ready? In three, two. Go Jaguars. You've been listening to Breaking Bones with Dr. George Bari and Joe C. on 1010XL.